But what's sad is, and you've seen this with me, where people get numb and then they lose their passion and they become the people that talk about what they could have done or should have done. Mm. And they talk to youngsters and go, yeah, yeah, you should do this now, but you didn't do it. And of course, who do we become then as parents if we keep putting stuff off for ourselves, but we want to teach our children not to do that. So part of this is being a great role model to the people around us as well. Hello, this is Dr. Rowe. Completely different generations tackle the most challenging topics that people are facing today. The mission is to provide you with what you need in order to create a turning point in your life now. Above all else, the main reason that we chose to create these shows is because we both have a passion for helping people go through life transformation, for improving their lives, for taking their lives to a completely different level. And it's our hope our genuine sincere hope that by the end of each of these episodes you will have gained at least one insight which you can take away and apply directly into your life. Practical tools, voices that come from both generations, younger generation with tips and tools, older generation with a sense of wisdom and experience. So you can help unlock your true potential to give you the opportunity to make changes both on a personal, professional, financial and relationship level to give you a chance to impact both your life and the lives of other people around you. So we welcome you. We welcome you to The Cicado Show. Before we jump into the show, let me just tell you a little bit about becoming a Cicado supporter now. If you love what we do on the show, have gained transformational insights and positive outcomes or any small shifts which have allowed you to create turning points in your life, then please head to cicado.com and become a supporter of the show now. By supporting the show, we can continue to expand by getting you better quality production, spending more time deep diving important topics and creating more exclusive supporter perks as well as getting great guests on. And by the way, as a thank you for becoming a supporter and depending on which supporter tier you select at cicado.com, these perks range from my weekly recipe for success emails through to audios and video courses from my 23 steps to success, which includes online modules on how to find your life balance, gaining confidence, improving your time management, making successful career transitions, understanding financial independence, creating a life purpose, understanding and how to manage your money, becoming a money master, understanding negotiation techniques, learning to communicate more effectively and so much more. So don't delay. It takes less than two minutes and you can become a Cicado supporter, helping to expand the show and get special perks as a thank you. Become a supporter now at cicado.com. Let's get back to the show. Hello, it's Harms here and welcome to another Cicado show. And today is a short. Today we're talking about the concept of overthinking. Because right now, and any millennial will know this, anybody of the elder generation will know this, we are faced with an incredible amount of choices in our lives right now. And there's a group of us which are inspired to do something, but the choices are so overwhelming, we are stuck in this trap of overthinking, and we spend so much time thinking and thinking and thinking, and very, very, very little time acting. So what we want to achieve today in the Cicado Short is getting us or you, the listener, 
out of this mode of overthinking and into the mode of acting. And I've got Ro here as always to start talking about the subject of getting people out of this trap of overthinking. So over to you, Ro. Yeah, thanks, Harms. Um, yeah, this is. Let me think about this for a minute. I just want to think about this. Hmm. Uh, would you like more choices? Uh, yeah, you know what? I need to think about this. I don't know. I've got to think about this before I say mm. anything. <laughs> Imagine that kind of podcast. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. This is going to be an interesting one because it's one that, well, Harminder and I have faced together whenever we've been out in front of audiences. And I see it a lot, particularly at the moment. I think you've, you've picked up a very good point. We're recording this in the middle of our third lockdown, I think, in the United Kingdom. And internet social media, lots more people going online, lots more mm. podcasts, a lot more products and offerings and services. And I want to do this, write a book, create yep. this. Da, da. Uh, and I just find that there's overwhelm. People are mm. just full. And so let's start with the first uh, concept you've got to get used to and, and understand is paralysis of analysis. And that's simply, and we'll, we'll pull up, we'll go backwards and forwards between you and I, different words, but paralysis is really where some people will just overthink it to the point where everything has to be just right. It has to mm. be just perfect. I come across this a lot when I'm teaching people on courses where they have to invest in another course mm. and they're going to need to go and think about this. Problem is they're actually ready to do it, but they're almost justifying in their mind by delaying it more. I've got to go and check out another company. I've got to go and check in with my wife, my husband, my boss, my dog, my cat, whatever. Mm. And so it gets to a point where years later, they're the same people that you meet that go, yeah, I could have done that. I should have done that, but I just uh, had a lot going on. I had to go away and think about it. So actually that throws another word <laughs> in mind and that's so spot on, which is validation. Yeah. So another word that springs to mind, you, you know, you started with paralysis by analysis. Off the back of that is a word which... I think people. I think one of the results of paralysis of analysis is they need validation yeah. to get out of this mode of overthinking, and from everybody around them. I mean, yeah, mum, like, dad, brother, sister, uncle. dog, cat. Yeah, yeah, like you said. So validation just just sprung to mind. Another one which is familiar, and we see very often, and it's a word that's lived, and it's been around for decades now. Is procrastination? Yeah. What's your experience with procrastination when coaching people or or educating them or getting them to make a decision? because they desperately want to make a decision, but they're stuck in this well, mode. Here's an example. So this last weekend, I ran an event and it was a real estate-based event. Mm. So we, we give them three days of great content. But like anybody who's smart enough to understand this, you can't become an expert in a subject over two or three days. You know, you did your degree, you went on to do your engineering. I did my degree, my PhD in engineering. Well, that took different phases in my learning. Same thing with you. So often what will happen is people will get to a point where they go, great, yeah, I really want to get going on this business. For example, property, or it could be like your specialist area, internet, you know, ver ver online digital marketing. Mm. And then to go to that next level, they have to make further investment in themselves and they don't, they hesitate. They, they weigh up, oh, what do you think? It seems like a lot of money. And I'm looking at it thinking, if you can do this right, in the next couple of years, you've got the next 30 years without having to work for somebody else. Mm. That is equivalent of millions of pounds worth of freedom. And they're weighing up a handful of thousands of pounds worth of investment. So the procrastination is based on fear, past programming and from parents, maybe their uh, misvaluation of their money because it's sitting in a bank. Mm. They've worked hard for it. So they figure I best leave it there. 
without realizing their best investment is in themselves. So there's a classic example of procrastination, but it could come into relationships, people committing to a marriage, uh, other people committing to a business or having kids, for example. You've yeah. heard this already. Yeah. You know, this, I mean, you're in your 30s, you, you've got your first child, but there are people who go, oh, no, I'm, you know what? I think we need to get everything right first, yeah. get a mortgage, get job stability, and then probably be living somewhere for about three or four years first, make sure that everything's right. All of a sudden, you know, 20 years has gone by and you still have our kids. Yeah. So procrastination is a massive stealer of, of so many opportunities. That's fascinating. And one of the things that exists, I think almost permanently in somebody's mind, is this small, subtle level of anxiety, this feeling Agreed. of anxiousness, because yeah. they there's something in their gut, something in their heart, which is telling them, do it, do it, do it, yeah. do it. Just just make the step, do the, do the first well, thing. There's a little stress argument going but on. But the, stress, the yeah. stress, the anxiety is created because they're being held back. Yeah. Something in their mind is overthinking, this paralysis, this procrastination is holding them back. Yeah. And then there's, they're living in a constant feeling of anxiety. Well, there's the FOMO creeps in because they know mm. they should be doing it. And they see other people doing it. Right. And they're being inspired. They're, they're going on YouTube videos. They're listening to motivational talks. They're listening to this podcast. Yeah. You know, they listen to us saying, do it, make the move. And it makes sense. And it makes sense. Yeah. It logically makes sense. Yeah. But there's something holding them back. What is, what, where are they living? What, what's happening with so them? So if somebody's listening to this, just picture two images in your head. One is in your head. One yeah. is your head and the other one is your heart. So this is the head now. Mm. The head is like logically saying, but look how many people have failed. How much time are you going to have to put into this? You know, you fucked up before or you know somebody that made a mistake in this. And Can I do it? Am right. I good and enough? By definition, all of a sudden, the past historical events become a belief system that builds something for the future, even though the future doesn't exist anymore. Mm. It's only the present. So the heart, the heart is pulling in one direction, the head's pulling in another. And so it's, it comes to a decision point where you go, my gut, everything in my soul tells me I want to do this, but there's a bunch of logical voices from past, whatever, family members or whatever, you know, programming from our society, Asian culture, non-Asian culture, West Indian culture, Irish culture, whatever it is, there's all that comes onto you. Plus one bad experience in the past might put you off of making any decisions in the future. So it's a dangerous place to be. You have to get out of your head and into your heart. And if you really, truly want to do it, it's then taking the next steps to make it happen. And taking the next step to make it happen is a decision. Absolutely. Being decisive and making a decision is the next step. What have you observed when it comes to people making decisions, Ro? Because they- That's a good question. Because that's that's the act, which is not happening, which is holding them back from taking that next step. It's the decisive action. So they're caught in this, it's it's like a double bind. And there's a part of them that wants, and there's another part that's holding them back. So what we, with a double bind is like a figure of eight on its side. It goes round and round. You can never get out of it. It's like an infinite cycle. So what you have to do is break that. And the way we break it is we have to go back to the why. We have to go back to the reason. You talked about the anxiety. The only reason there's an anxiety because there must be a part of you. One part's the foot on the brake. Mm. The other part's the foot on the accelerator. So we have to go back to the accelerator and say, how badly do we want this? Why do we really want this? And like a car, the engine is whirring. That's where the engine is. So it's about abundance and it's about fear, isn't it? You know, we've talked about this a lot over in the past as well. There's this sense of lack and fear versus abundance. And you've got to weigh the two up. And all the time, you know, you've got, you've got one person waving the banner of fear and, and lack and the other person's waving f- uh, abundance. Once abundance becomes so massive in your soul and you this desire to achieve something, it'll drive you forward. So just add a layer on that, Ro. For somebody who, I mean, this phrase, everybody knows what fear is, but not everybody would have heard the word abundance before. Just decode that or just explain yeah. that for the listener. Like, What oh does abundance gosh. mean to them in a contrast to fear? Because fear is holding them back. They are living in fear at the moment if they are overthinking, they're procrastinating. 
whatever that feeling is there, that is a feeling of fear. That's, you know, you're living in a form of fear. When it comes to abundance, what are we saying? So basically, we are living in a world where everything you want is around you. Every resource that you need is either within you or without you, meaning that there are people around you that can provide that to you. The universe will provide based on your resonant frequency or vibrational harmony that you bring to the table. You only attract to you that which you put out. So if you come with the belief that you can always overflow, every human being has within them a nature to want to be able to give and to contribute and to help me and that money and energy and happiness or all the things that I genuinely want to attract each have their own vibrational frequency. I just have to tune into that and it's abundant. It's infinite within the universe that's around us. So if I vibrate in that space, I'll bring those things to me. I, I work on the assumption as somebody who's abundant that whatever I need is there the minute I allow it to come to me by putting the intention out. Mm. But the same thing applies to lack. If I vibrate at a frequency of lack, oh, it's not available to me and I've got a low vibrational frequency, I'll only attract things that are a lower vibration. So abundance is about infinite availability of whatever resources and energy and spirit that we want. Amazing. Thanks for it. In, in, in simple as I can make it. <laughs> I mean, that's a great <laughs> snapshot. For, I mean, it's such a large subject in itself. So thanks for just compressing that for somebody because the word abundant, if they're in such a place of fear, just that definition alone may access a different part of their mind and think, oh my goodness, I didn't even look at things that way. Yeah. So that's incredible. So if they, even for a glimmer or a moment in time, are in a headspace of abundance, in a heart space of abundance, what do they need to do now? What's the next step? Well, okay. So just back, staying on this just for a moment. Mm-hmm. The minute you have you, meditation is a great way to do this. Mm-hmm. Or put yourself into a quiet space where you imagine that which you want to attract. So this is about choice. Now, remember, whatever that thing that's holding you back, we have to put that aside for a minute and say, okay, just for a minute, let me just focus on where I want to get to. Make it so visual, so strong. If you're a sensory person, it could be your kinesthetics, internal feelings, visual, auditory, whatever. And that has to come into some kind of manifestation. Now, once that's done. We now need to ask ourselves a simple question. How badly do I want this? Because remember, up until now, the procrastination has been pushing more on the break, which suggests that maybe they don't want it enough or the fear is heavier than the, the desire to get that, which I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. So remember, we need the clarity of the vision. We're in the car. It's a good way to say We talked about the car, didn't we? So we're looking through the, and we can see where we want to get to. When we get to the top of the mountain and this amazing track that goes up the mountain, and it's like a car track that we can go up. So we've got a foot on the accelerator, but the brake is down now. So the more we clarify and simplify what we want we don't look at any distractions oh look at that ravine on the side there look about that is that a tree that's fallen across the track do i have to jump over that river there are there rocks on the road mm-hmm. that's all the distractions that the heady stuff that we're telling ourselves but what if we could simplify this and just say how badly do i want this on a scale of one to ten so that third step is like attaching an incredible amount of importance to number two which is your why so I'm just trying to picture this in my mind. Another way to think about this using the car analogy would be, so we've got both feet on the accelerator and the brake. And when you ask yourself the question, how badly do you want it? Let's let's say, okay, you've got to a place and you've taken the foot off the brake completely. You've got to ask yourself, how hard was you pressing the accelerator pedal? Yeah. Was it a little bit and yeah. you're just hearing the engine whir? Or was it full on yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah, engine yeah. is roaring and you're oh my God, I really wanted this. Yeah. Look, if you didn't turn the heat up, yes, on one side, yeah. And look, if you don't really want it that badly, at least now you know. But but you gotta you gotta be in a space to make that decision, which is what we said. We've got to make the decision. But let's say somebody says, "Yes, I want it." But but that but even before we get to that, Mm. it is you're you're right. 
that's a fundamental question because it might be that they didn't want it as badly as they say they wanted it. Yeah. And that, and then that's the point where we draw the line and say, you know, stop beating myself up. There isn't a paralysis or procrastination here. Actually, I don't want this. Mm. In which case, walk away. And now it doesn't become that tug of war that you talked about anymore. It's probably a weight lifted off your shoulder. Right. Anxiety disappears. Exactly. You're, you're just free it's to It's just acceptance. Explore. Yeah, acceptance. Yeah. So the flip side to that is your question, which is a good question, is but let's assume you do want it really badly. And now what is the next step? Well, I like to do a contrarian conversation and say, what's the consequences if I don't get to that place? So, mm. so we're looking at one thing is it'd be nice to get there. But sometimes to get emotional leverage, we have to ask ourselves the question, all right, what if I don't do this? What if I walk away from this incredible opportunity, whether it's a date, getting married to this person, starting a business, having kids, whatever, what would life be like in three, five, 10 years time if I didn't do this and really paint that picture? And if there's pain associated with it, magnify the pain. If there's loss associated with it, magnify the loss. Get a sense of being there 10 years down the line, looking back and going, fuck oh my gosh, I should have done this. It's mm. that, that retrospective looking back in regret conversation, but we have it now as though we're in the future. Absolutely. If now at this point you find actually the consequence is not that big, right. you again go there back go. to the default acceptance. Yeah, exactly. So each one of these is kind of a, a feedback loop, aren't they? It's, a, it's another feedback yeah. loop, but you have to go through this exercise of awareness to understand how badly you want it. Because the other consequence is you live for many years in this feeling of procrastination, right. going back to and it, then you eventually, paralysis, anxiety. Then you get the real experience and, and, and then you, of the consequence. You get the real experience of the consequence because you're living in this emotional state. Yeah. And I think one of the consequences of that is people around you just start to get turned off by you yeah. because you're always talking about something you want to do yeah, yeah, but never yeah. doing it. Oh, I'm really excited about that but never doing it. You're telling other people they should be doing this but yeah. you've never done it. Yeah. So you end up in this particular loop and for the overthinkers out there, that's often the case. But what's sad is, and you've seen this with me, where people get numb and then they lose their passion and they become the people that talk about what they could have done or should mm, have done. Mm. And they talk to youngsters and go, yeah, yeah, you should do this yeah, now, yeah, yeah. but you didn't do it. And of course, who do we become then as parents if we keep putting stuff for ourselves, but we want to teach our children not to do that. So yeah. part of this is being a great role model to the people around us as well. Agree. So if we've established the consequences, what's next? Well, take the first step. It's as simple as that. You've now, what have we done? We've got a vision. We're clear on that. We know what the reason we want to do this. And we've also established it's quite a big reason. Like As you said, the accelerator's down and I want to keep it down. And we've also established that, yeah, as simple as this is, I actually genuinely want this. So I'm on a scale of one to like an eight, nine or a 10. Mm. And then I flipped it on its head and said, well, what if I don't do this? That's really bad. The consequences even of not doing it are worse than you know, sitting here doing it. It's a little bit like, you make a decision with the consequence conversation to say, I'm not prepared to live with that. In which case, by default, I just have to take the first step. Yeah. So you're either driven by the pain of not doing it or, or you're pulled by the desire to do it. Whichever one is your motivator, everyone's driven yeah. by the, the one of those two, pain or pleasure. In which case, you just do the first, what is the first thing? Is it a phone call to that lovely lady or man that you were going to ask out on a date, but you procrastinate? Or is it getting the first chapter done of your book or finding a coach or an education company to teach you property investing or getting online and starting to find out how you market your business. Whatever it is, just do one thing, one step. It doesn't have to be massive, just a tiny step. Fantastic. Well, I've got nothing to add to that. This has been an incredible Cicado short. I think for those who are listening who have been in a place of overthinking, or you've got somebody who is in a place of overthinking and you're getting frustrated by them because they keep talking about something they want to do and the last 12 months has magnified that, amplified that, then get them to listen to this Cicado short. It's 15, 20 minutes and it's action-packed. 
wrote, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, look, anyone listening to this right now, I would actually sit down. If you said what would be one good thing, sit down and write down all the things that you've been putting off. I mean, mm. literally, this is a great. It's almost like a a download because these things will build up over time, and then you get this kind of semi regret conversation at the end of a year. Go shit, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. What if you just piled them all onto one piece of paper and applied these four or five steps we did? Maybe do twenty minutes or fifteen minutes on each one and go yeah. boom, boom, boom. That will filter it down. It will shortlist you down to a set of projects that you can take on. Absolutely, and and one or two of those once all is said and done, will be the things that you really want to pursue, you really want to go for. Everything else was just a distraction to get you to the place you wanted to get to. Exactly. So yeah. I'm excited for all the overthinkers who are listening to this. <laughs> get busy, get to work, take that first action step. Nice. That's myself and Rose signing off. We shall see you on the next Cicado show. Hello, it's Dr. Rowe here. Harms and I would like to both personally thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Cicado Show. And if you've gained just one insight, something positive that you're able to use on a personal, on a professional level to help your life and maybe other people's lives, then please complete an important action for us which takes less than just two minutes. Please become a supporter of the podcast by going to cicado.com and as a thank you, you'll get access to exclusive supporter perks. And don't forget to simply subscribe to the show, share this product with loved ones, and we would love if you would take a moment to give us a review and let us know just how amazing this episode was. Thanks again for listening. This is Dr. Owen Harms signing out. We'll see you on the next episode.